uh, some people in the Church of England. I thank God I haven't got a denominational label because yeah. I can go anywhere. It's wonderful. Some people in the Church of England kept coming to the house to stay at every night and there were 11 souls saved in the Church of England. And as I was praying for over some prayer cloths that I got, a woman ran out of the room and into the corridor crying out, I'm a fraud, I'm a fraud. So I went after her, I said, why are you a fraud, love? She said, I go to church every week. I say prayers from a book. You say them from your heart, don't you? I said, yes, love. This is the way Jesus brings us. She said, I've been confirmed. I said, nothing happened, did it? Because I was confirmed too when I was 16 and nothing happened. Nothing happened until I asked Jesus into my heart. And then she said, well, I, w I, want it to, I want to be saved tonight. I want it tonight. And I prayed with her and that woman got up with her face absolutely shining. And she went into the other room. She said, I know I'm a Christian now because I've got peace inside. Amen. That's how you know you're a Christian, if you've got peace inside. Yeah. Because Jesus brings you peace. Yeah. And she said, I'm going to tell everybody. But the first one I'm going to tell is the vicar. I said, praise God, that's right. <laughs> Start at the top and work down. And all sorts of things like that happened. And now I went to um, Norwich uh, for their convention this year. They asked me to go and uh, minister in the morning seminars. And I didn't know what I was going to say. I never do or do. I just leave it to the Lord because he knows what the people need. And we can't plan God. He already has a plan. All he wants us to do is to yield. Yes. Praise the Lord. And uh, this mo certain morning I had a testimony of what God had done within the last six months in the place where I'm living in Ollerton. And I was saying, Lord, do you want me to tell them? If you don't, I'll keep my mouth shut. But if you want me to tell them, I'll tell them. So I said to Arthur Burt, I've got something that God has done for me this last few months. I don't know whether to tell it or not. He said, well, just let the Lord lead, and whoever gets up at the right time will give out what you need to get you to get up. And it was Arthur Burt himself. And God had taken me through Matthew chapter 10, and it's become an experience in my life. Every word that God gives me is not something I've just read. It becomes an experience in my life. It becomes real. And the whole of chapter 10 of Matthew has become real in my experience because I stood for what God wants. I live to please God and not to please man. And if man gets hurt with any word I says, then God will do something for him if they'll take it. And so I, I knew I'd got to get up and say it, and I told them through this chapter how the Lord had told me to shake the dust from off my feet from where I am because they criticised the Holy Spirit in my life, in my ministry. And I can't do anything, neither can you, to bring blessing to anybody, but just let God do it through you. He wants vessels, and sometimes yeah. he wants to break yeah. them too. Amen. And he wants to use you. Wherever you are, you don't have to go around like I'm going around, but God can use you just where you are by yielding to him and saying, Lord, I lay my life on the altar for you. Do what you will in my life. And that means everything. You don't have to worry anymore because you know your life's in his hands. Yeah. There's no worry about it. And I thank God for it. Yeah. And then, of course, um, I got up and spoke and, and I also testified to some of the things that God had done for me. I told them how God showed me when I first got saved not to be ashamed of the gospel of Christ, not to be ashamed to own him to people. 
because the second week I was saved, I walked down the street in Stanton under Barton with my big Bible under my arm, and it was a great big one like this, printed in 1634. And I put it under my arm, and I was so proud of it because I'm saved now. And I walked down the street, and there's all the mates I were going to the pub with standing opposite side of the road, calling out, Hey, Sal, you've gone the wrong road. I said, No, I found the right one. They meant the pubs at the other end. So I thought, they're not taking the mickey out of me anymore. So next week, I got a brown paper bag. We didn't have plastic ones then. They were brown with a bit of string on the handles, weren't they? So I put my Bible in that, and I walked down the street. I thought, they won't take the mickey out of me now. But there came a cloudburst, and the bottom of the bag got soaked, and out fell the Bible on the pavement. <laughs> there they were all laughing at me. But you know, God did something with me and I put my hands on my hips and I said, I don't care how you laugh at me. Jesus is my saviour and I'm glad about it. You know, and that, that thing in me that day did something for me that stood the test of time. And so um, I was telling them about these things and that Lord broke me after I'd finished testifying. And... Uh, Arthur Burke came over to me and he laid his hands on my head and he said, thank you, Lord, for breaking my sister because I know that you're going to use her in a, in a bigger way than ever. I can't do anything. I'm just a vessel. I can't do anything. I am nothing. But I tell you, the wonderful God that's in me is so wonderful that the more I get to know him, the more wonderful he becomes. It's really wonderful what he's done. And he's took every hurt away, every bitterness away, everything out of my life that was there. And I thank God. And so the pastor came to me and, and he put his arms around me. And he's at this high, you know, Sedley Pimlock. He put his arms around me and he said to the people, God, Sally's got a wonderful ministry that God's given her. I know, he said, because she's ministered here and many people have got saved and filled with the Spirit and healed. He said, and I know she has a wonderful ministry. She's free to go wherever God wants her to go. I thank God for that. I do. Amen. I'm free to go where he wants me to go. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm tourist for Jesus. Yes. And so he said, we have never given her a love offering and we're going to give her one today. And I tell you, it was a miracle offering. Now, before I went to America, God showed me to go there. Then met my need afterwards for the money. But this time, God met me with the money, and as I got down off the platform, an American Jew said, you've got to come to Israel. He said, do you know what your ministry is? I said, no, I'm not bothered. I just let the Spirit of God take over. He said, you have a faith-building ministry. He said, you should have seen the people here this morning. He said, how God lifted them up and blessed them. One man who was a minister in a church he said that God had told him a certain thing before he came to that meeting and he was determined he was going to find out what, what God wanted. And he said, as you spoke, God showed me. He said, my son from the back put his thumb up and said, that's it. He said, I'm going to back, back and I'm going to obey God. I said, yes, it's better, much far greater than any sacrifice you can give. So you just obey him. And then, of course, um, in two weeks' time, I should be on a plane going to Israel. I'm going to a church in Jerusalem that's full of the power of God. They're praising God. They're the liberty of the Holy Spirit, the gift in operation, and they recognize other men's ministries. I thank God that this is God's way. Hallelujah.
and that's where I'm going, to Jerusalem. I'm not bothered about walking where Jesus walked. That's wonderful, I know, but oh, I'm so glad he's inside me. Yes. That he's walking with me now. Yes. And, and it's, it's causing me to rejoice in, in all the things he's done in my life. I thank God for it. So I just exhort, I hope one of you, you know, God can do something with you if you lay your life on the altar and just let him have every part of you. Amen. You won't have to worry one bit about what happens because you know your life's in God's hands. Yes. Yes. I know he's going to move me from where I am, but I don't know where. And I'm not bothered because whatever he does and says is right. It's wonderful, isn't it? I don't care where he sends me. He can send me to Israel if he likes. I'm not bothered because I know that where he sends me will be right. I thank God for a miracle working God. He's worked a miracle in my life. People who know me know what he's done for me this last few years. I thank God that he's so wonderful and so real. You know, don't go man's way. Go God's way. I don't live to please men, I live to please God. Yes. And it's wonderful when you do. And I, I found that uh, he'll never let you down. God gave me a song um, a little while ago. I don't know whether you pick it up, Albert, or not. <clears throat> this song has been such a blessing to me. Jesus, you're the only one who'll always be the same. Your love will last forever. Praise your lovely name. You give us mercy as you will, and with your grace divine, I know you love me, Jesus, and you're mine. Oh, mine. Did you I? Thank you. 
wonderful for us to know this wonderful love that God has for us. But as I go amongst the Jews in a few weeks' time, I value your prayers. I know that I have to minister to the Jew, different perhaps to our minister in the Pentecostal church or a Methodist church. So I value your prayers as I go to Israel. And then in the early 1981s, I'm going to the south of France, a place called Valence, amongst the Roman Catholics. I've been invited there, and they're starting a new chapter of the Full Gospel Businessmen's Fellowship, and they hope that many Catholics will come. So I value your prayers. Behind me as I go, because, you know, it's a together business. This is a body. And when one can't go, they can pray, or they can lift one another up. I praise God that he's sending me forth and as a tourist for Jesus. And I say, this is the most exciting time of my life because I'm living for him. I tell you, you're not too old to go for God. You're not too old. I've heard it said that we're maybe on borrowed time. There's no such thing in the new covenant. That's in the old covenant. You know, he never makes us new. Hallelujah. He makes us new. He renews our youth. Glory to God. I tell you, I don't feel 67. I don't because it's the spirit, the spirit within me that's living. It's the spirit of Christ that's in me that takes me on. So you're not too young, you're not too old. Just let God take hold of your life and you'll know that this wonderful love that God has given us needs to be shared, needs to go out to others. So don't sit satisfied with the glory way and this wonderful way that God's brought you into. Let it out to others, even if it's your next door neighbour. It isn't by preaching it, it's by living it. I tell you, it's in our living, daily living, that we find that people will see Jesus in us. It says in the word of God somewhere that by this you know that we're God's disciples because we love one another. Yes. And, and uh, there's another song, but another time perhaps. I need love, you need love. All my sister and my brother, all the world will know we belong to Jesus when we love one another. And it's not just sentimental trash either. It's something that's real and solid. If we see a brother or sister slip in, then we'll rebuke and help lift them up. But we don't unsin under the carpet. Jesus paid a terrific price for our salvation, didn't he? And he went all the way. So praise God. I thank God for being here with you tonight. It's a long time since I was able to come. I live somewhere out in the wild. Somebody said, it's this God for Satan hole. I said, no, it's not. Because lots of Methodists there received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Not God for Satan, I'm there. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, lots of people were baptized with the Holy Spirit. Methodists. The Church of England vicar and his wife came to see and so did the Methodist minister and his wife come to see. They went out the same way as they came in, but they saw people from their churches getting baptised with the Holy Spirit. You know? And I, I thank God for, for the way he's moving. He loves everybody. And I've been amongst the Church of England near where I live now. I don't know why, but I've been amongst these folk, and the vicar said to me, are you on holiday? I said, no. He said, do you live round here then? I said, yes, well, I've not seen you before. And I said, well, I do the work of an evangelist. And I'm at home at the moment not doing anything. And I said, the Lord's told me to come here tonight. Oh, he said he did. 
I said, yes. He said, oh, thank you very much. And that man preached the gospel. And he gave an altar call for people to come to Jesus in the Church of England. And afterwards, he just stood there with his hands outraised and he said, oh, God, do something with me that I can be used of you. And when he shook hands with us like they all do on the steps outside, he said to me, I'm so glad you came. He said, it's not been quality tonight, it's been quantity. Because as he was speaking and talking about the things that he needed in God, I started saying, amen, praise God, hallelujah. You know, you can't keep quiet when God's in you. And so this man is seeking God. And this, that's why I think it's so wonderful that God hasn't given me a label, I just belong to Jesus and I can go where he wants me to go and tell him how much he loves them. Folks, he loves you tonight. That's why he sent you. He loves you. He doesn't look at your faults and failures. He looks at the very fact that he died on the cross and took your sin and took mine and that he came to give us a, a new life a new and living way this is, it isn't religion, praise God. Jesus isn't in religion, the religious folks crucified him. I praise God that this is real. So God bless every one of you. I love you very much. And as you take, lift me up in prayer when I go to Israel, I'll be lifting you up in prayer too. Hallelujah.
he deals with every circumstance in your life. You know, um, I had a, a bit of a problem at work and I didn't really know what to do about it. I wanted two days off at the end of October. And Barrach, you're not allowed to have any time off at all uh, where I work because you have to take all your holidays when the centre's closed. And uh, it was really worrying me. Uh, my direct senior, she said, just ring in sick and just have the two days off. But I was tempted, but I, I just didn't want to do this. You know, it, it didn't seem right, and it, I wanted to, to be open about it, um, but still get the two days, you see. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, I prayed about it, and uh, I worried about it. <laughs> And then I prayed about it some more, you know. Um, I decided that I would ask, ask the boss, you know, if I could have the two days and, um, and just leave it with the Lord, you know. And uh, I chickened out a couple of times. And then in the end, um, my senior, she mentioned it to him. And then uh, I went and asked myself. And uh, praise the Lord, I got my two days. And so I'm really thankful, you know, that the Lord showed me the, the honest way. And it is the better way, you know. Uh, it can be difficult when you've got people at work and, you know, they'll say, look, you can't get anywhere in this work if you don't, um, you know, you have to be a little bit dishonest sometimes and uh, you have to just look after number one. Well, I don't believe that, you know, because the Lord will let us prosper if we just live by what he says, you know. And it's wonderful that I can, I've now got those two days and I've got a clear conscience and I'm just really looking forward, you know, um, it's Andrew's graduation that I've got a two, day, two days off for. And I can go with a clear conscience now. And I think it's wonderful the way the Lord teaches you these things. Amen. So I just praise the Lord. I remember Elder Johnson getting up once and saying, I feel all wrapped up and cuddly. <laughs> I feel all wrapped up and cuddly. And when she said it, you know, my mind immediately went to Isaiah when he said, wrapped up in a bundle of life. Yeah. in God and then Paul says and ye are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God you know and that's just how I feel tonight yeah, all wrapped up <laughs> and cuddly <laughs> well whether I'm cuddly or not I don't know but I just feel I don't know just 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 like that just like that in a cocoon I don't know how to put it actually because there's so many ways but I know I'll feel <laughs> I know I'll feel hallelujah hallelujah and you know I've started believing in miracles you know I've always believed them I've always believed in them but now I'm just looking for them and I'm expecting them hallelujah I'm anticipating them all the time, I think about people and I say, Lord, give them a miracle. Yeah. I know they need it. Yeah. And then I think about somebody else. I say, Lord, give them a miracle. Give them a miracle. Why not? Why shouldn't we pray for all our brothers and sisters? All those that we know is going through the mill. And she keeps saying, Lord, give them a miracle. Give them a miracle. Give them a miracle. Hallelujah. You know, we have believed in miracles in an abstract sort of way for too long. We don't really believe in miracles. Hallelujah. You begin to know about miracles. Not to hear about them, to know about them. Oh, hallelujah. You know, well, I've been praying for 
for others, and while I've been praying about these sort of things, God sends his way. Just take an old man, wrap me up in a lovely cocoon, and I feel wonderful. Hallelujah. <laughs> wonderful. Hallelujah. I do. I just feel all wrapped up and cuddly, as old Lily Johnson said, bless her. I, I just feel like that. And I, I, and I pray, Lord, that the Lord will bless every one of you. Amen. Hallelujah. And Amen. give you all the miracle in your life. Yes. Oh, yes, you've had miracles. You've had miracles. But you, you need miracles. I need miracles. We all need miracles. Hallelujah. And you know, we should be living, living in a miracle-working situation. Our life should be constantly full of miracles. That should be the that should be the the, 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 the norm. You know we have miracles as the exception. It shouldn't be the exception. It should be the norm. Jesus said, "Greater work than this shall you do, because I'm going to the Father." Hallelujah! Oh glory! Hallelujah! Oh glory! of God with people who love Jesus and I've been thinking as I was sitting there about the things that Jesus has been showing me just recently you know we never stand still as Christians we're always going forward and God's showing us things all the time he's teaching us by his spirit and I thank God for that you know over the last few months our whole lives have changed i've changed my job jerry's changed his job things have altered at church that, that we go to and and everything's completely altered and in the circumstances that we've been in god's shown me that the circumstances are not what matter what matters is my attitude within those circumstances. God doesn't want me to pray and say, oh Lord, change this and, ch and change that and do this and do that. He says, no, I want to see your attitude, your heart changed within those circumstances. And you know, we can't understand the movings of God in our life can we? We can't until we look back and then we see, yes, Lord, I see that you moved it this way and that way for my good. And you know, when you become like, I don't know your name, Madge tonight, and you're broken hearted, God wants to see what we're made of. You know, if we've got something real in God, he's going to, he's going to try us. He's going to test us. He's making us fit for his kingdom is making us so that when we're a church up there we'll be pure and spotless we'll be a bride worthy of christ 
hallelujah. And you know, when we brokenhearted and when we grieved and all this, God wants to see what's going to come out of it. When the, the alabaster box was broken, it was fragrance. It was fragrance that filled the house. That's what God wants to do, Madge. He wants to see what fragrance is coming out. He wants to see whether it's grief and self-pity. He wants to see if it's bitterness and rebellion. He doesn't want that. He wants the sweetness to come out. He wants to draw something out of us that he's put in. Hallelujah. He wants us to know that we're dead in Christ. We're dead. And our lives are truly hid with Christ in God. He wants us to see that we are new creatures in Christ Jesus. And he wants us to react like new creatures. He doesn't want the old man to rise up every time something goes wrong. He wants us to react like he'd react. He wants us to behave as he'd behave. Oh, I praise God Amen. that it's by his spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, when we're in those circumstances, let's get our minds fixed on Christ. Don't let's see the mountain. Let's see him. Hallelujah. You know, he's able to do it. It's not by our strength. No, but it's by him. It's in him that we live. It's in him that we move. It's in him that we have our being. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, you know, was uh, driven into the wilderness. God put him there, not as John thought, we're going to have a, a good time, and we're going to have campaigns and meetings, bless God, now he's baptized with the Holy Ghost, but God driven him into the place of a wilderness where there was nothing. And glory to God to see what he was made of, yeah. to find out his reaction. Glory to God. you know what Mary was just saying you know and um, sort of about all week you know things been going through in mind nearly everything's come out in this meeting you know all the things that the Lord said to me and one thing and another and you, but you know what Mary was saying you know about and you know I've been on the mountaintop for such a long time you know and I've really felt the Lord within me and his strength you know and and this weekend he's really put it to the test you know because this time last year Tom went, went to work at the sugar beet and I ended up you know really in such an awful state and I don't know whatever happened to me you know but because he couldn't come to the meetings and that it really put me off and I just seemed to fall down and down it was just like being pushed off the top of a mountain and just seemed to go down and down 
And you know, um, Tom went to work at the Sugar Beet and I really didn't want him to go, but I didn't want to hold him back, you know. And uh, he said last night, I don't know whether I'll be able to go to the meeting tomorrow. And my heart sank so hard. And, and you know, last night I was sort of crying to myself and I thought, oh Lord, don't, don't make me go through all that again, you know. And, uh, you know, today I, I was really upset and uh, Tom came over and he says, I'm really whacked, you know. He says, I can't go and I understood, you know, but I thought, I don't want to go, I don't want to leave. I don't want to go where he won't be. I want to stay with him, you know. And the voice of the Lord said, will he be there if I need you? So I thought, I'll have to go because I just want to be where the Lord wants me to be, you see. And I said, I was crying at him, and I said, Lord, I know what's going to happen. I know that I'm just going to get pushed down. And, you know, just the spirit came over me, and I could hear my dad speaking. And he was speaking about the um, birds of prey upon the mountain. And I could hear him say, whatever you do, don't shake the nest. What's mother doing? She's throwing us out. And, you know, I began to feel myself falling, and God says, well, what are you going to do this time? Are you going to fall or are you going to fly? And something inside me says, I'm going to fly this time, Lord. And I, you know, and I, so I came tonight, you know, and something inside me was determined. I've had a lovely time and now I know that, you know, God's took me through it and I'm all right now. But I, I was so, and you know, I've been so frightened, but you know, as a Spirit came over me and said that, well, what are you going to do this time? And I knew that I couldn't go through all that again. I had to, but really God was just put into the test what I'd been saying weeks ago had happened to me. And now I, I know that I am strong and that, you know, nothing can hold me back now. And I know where I am. But, you know, something else was said tonight about, you know, open your mouth and he'll fill it. Well, you know, I always have a different interpretation on that. Through things that have happened to me that, you know, if you open your mouth, he says, I'll fill it. In other words, if you do something, I'll honour it. And, you know, I've found this in my life, that whenever I've put myself out for God, and, you know, tonight I'd rather have been with Tom and, and I'd had a sore throat, and the last place I wanted to be was in a meeting. But the voice of God says, will you be there if I need you? You know, and I knew I had to be here. And God's blessed me because I had to put myself out. And... Um, you know, another thing was saying, I'm crying, there's loads, about, you know, not, not hiding what we've got, not being ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, you know, well, I'm not, and I'm, I'm not afraid to show it in work. I mean, I don't shout about it and push it at people, but they know what I stand for. And I'll only go so far and then no further. And that's, that, that, amen, you know, you did right. And I, I said a big amen to Jerry when he said that, you know, because that's just how I find I have to be. But, you know, there's this one particular girl, and she's a coloured girl at work, unlisted through me. I've always liked her, and she's always been ever so friendly towards me. And, you know, something moved on me. I just felt compelled to ask her if she wanted to come and visit me and Tom. And I didn't know why, and I thought, she won't want to be bothered with me. I mean, she's got her own friends and all this. But anyway, I went to ask her, and to my surprise, she was so excited. She says, oh, yes, I'd love to come. She says, but I'm going abroad for a week. So I said, oh, it's all right. She says, can I come? When I get back, and I says, yes, of course you can. Anyway, I invited her for dinner. I thought, well, you know, might as well make a welcome and that. So 
she came for dinner on Thursday night and you know I didn't know it but it turns out that we were in glory meetings together as little girls and we didn't even know it and uh, it all came out about Tom and Lynette you'll know Tom and Lynette and Tom and Lynette's her aunt and uncle and all this came out and we were so excited you know I began to talk about the meetings and the things of God and she says oh I'd love to come she says she says, although, you know, she's been sort of in the world, she says, I couldn't go right into the world, she says, and I, I don't know what's been holding me back, she said, but I'd love to come to your meetings. And anyway, she was going to come tonight, but she couldn't. And uh, anyway, she's coming next week, and she's bringing her mother. So praise the Lord, you know, I thought it was really wonderful, you know, and I was so excited about it and, and that. So she'll be along next week, so I hope you lot will be too. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I share praise of the Lord. Well, that gave, gave me a lead when you said, um, um, God says, if you open your mouth, I will fill it. And uh, a fortnight ago, I, I have a little confession to make, really. Uh, confession's good for the soul. Hallelujah. Now, a fortnight ago, I sat in the meeting, and uh, that brother there, came and knelt here and invited people to come for prayer or whatever and I came and I sort of came a little bit uh, reluctant somehow because I tell you the truth I came that night on my way I was thinking um, I'm going to get something you see Fiskerton's always good I'm going to get something now I was really thinking somehow how I ought not to have thought because um, as I note there, the gentleman that was with the Methodist minister, Matt. yes, he came to me there and he said, um, have you got a need? And I said, no. And um, he said, I think you have, you see, and I suppose he could discern that. It's wonderful what the Spirit allows you to do. Perhaps knew more about me than I knew about myself, and, um, and then he said, uh, "Have you lost your joy?" I said, "Oh no, you see, but you know I really had, and it is possible to lose your joy." Now I believe I know why I lost it, and it was because I came thinking what I was going to get, and it's opposite of that. It's what we give than we get. Uh, that's God's order of things. Give and it shall be given unto you. And so I determined then, I said, I'm going to square myself up and the next time I come it's what I can give to others, you see. And that is the way we come and the way we show our joy in the Lord and what we say to one another and we encourage one another. And uh, we inspire one another. Even if we don't say anything, you know, we inspire one another. Because if we've got the glory and we really enter in, it inspires everyone else. <coughs> And then you get tremendous blessings. I, I reckon I could go on tonight shouting glory all the way home, or even I have gone home sometimes from this meeting. I don't mind telling you, speaking in tongues until I've got to Newark. <laughs> and then I've had to calm down to, to think where I'm going, you see. But it's just one other thing quickly, and it is this you know, it amazes me, and this is the way it has worked, and Albert won't mind me saying because he has given himself into the meetings he's full of the joy of the Lord and he can't help that 
And I have often felt, you know, what... You don't mind this, No, you don't. <laughs> um, what he does for the meetings in the name of the Lord, I think it's worth a jolly good clap. Because yeah. I think he's... You'll give Jesus one. Give Jesus one. Well, I knew you wouldn't want it, but I, myself, I... I appreciate your efforts as well. It's done, it's done for the glory of the Lord, we know that. So we'll give Jesus a clap. Uh, we're all co-workers together with him. Bless the Lord, that's it. And uh, we don't want any of the glory. Bless the Lord, it's him. Hallelujah, it's Jesus that has it all. Bless the Lord. Oh, we thank you, Lord, that in thee we have all things.